they don't give me much detail, but they tell me it's time to go. And I just remember holding onto that chair for dear life, telling them I didn't want to go. I was confused. I was hurt. There was tears. And, and there just wasn't much time to really to take it all in. Hey, beautiful friends, Faith here, and you're listening to my podcast, Redefine Beautiful. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired to learn from your past, tackle your fitness journey on a deeper level, and most importantly, redefine what we've been told is the definition of beauty for so many years. Together, we are going to address the mindset of fitness and discover the beauty that is in each and every one of us. So let's dive in. I think we should start with episode one. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the typical setup, but that is because you approached me and we started talking about you starting a podcast. So here we are. Definitely something we uh, decided to do, I don't know, three days ago and and the equipment arrived and we're going to hop into it. So on today's episode, we are going to tackle a little bit of my story, why I'm so passionate about health, fitness, and the mindset. I think that's a big missing piece of the puzzle. So we're going to dive into why the name Redefine Beautiful. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So as we're diving in, I do want to go ahead and introduce the people behind the mics. So Evan, go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, she gets the best type of free labor because I'm her husband <laughs> and I'm forced into doing this. No, I'm just kidding. I enjoy doing he it. He loves so, it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I get to play with all the mics and equipment and things like that. So happy to be here. Yes. So Evan is definitely the behind the scenes guy, but I've pulled him out a little bit. So he is going to be on air with us probably through many episodes. So we are happy to have him here. And I'm so grateful for his love of technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a full-time job around here. It seems like, you know, we're always cooking up something between the podcast and all that stuff. And quite literally cooking up something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I think this podcast is going to be good to tell a little more about your story because I think you have a pretty unique story compared to a lot of people. Maybe tell us a little more about where you grew up. Yeah, so I was originally from Illinois, but I've lived in South Carolina Hence the accent that I apparently have now. Um, yeah, southern so, accent? Is this a southern accent? <laughs> apparently, apparently people think I have an accent. I don't think I have an accent, I but I know. think it's because your accent is so heavy that I'm like, nobody has an accent like Evan does. I don't even notice that I have an accent, but oh. you know, I'm sure I'm I'll sure be told otherwise. I was about to say, <laughs> after this airs, oh, they're coming for you. I think so. I think so. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, I've lived in South Carolina most of my life. So this is home and this is where we plan to stay. No plans to move. This, yeah. is, this is home. This is where, where we'll be. Went to school here at USC. So, yeah. you know, so you go stick Cox. For the game Cox. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Win or lose or lose a lot. Either way, <laughs> we're here for it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sticking around for the time being. All right, so we've known each other for quite some time. We, <laughs> oh, you're going to go there. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't start dating until college, but that wasn't by my choosing. Yeah, so... So you went, <laughs> apparently went to Woodmont Middle School, and so did I. Yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> went to middle school together, and we actually had every class together, and I thought he was so annoying, and apparently he thought I was just so beautiful, and <laughs> he actually asked me out in the seventh grade, and I, I, we like to joke about it, but 
I'm like, you know, if I would have said yes in the seventh grade, we never would have made it this far. So you're welcome. I wrote her a letter (laughs) and asked her to be my girlfriend. Y'all, it was check yes or no. It was the the standard <laughs> check boxes. It was the sweetest thing. Looking back cool now, then. that's what was cool then. So you know, I wasn't alone. I'm sure. I think people text now. I think that's how they ask yeah, each other out. True. I didn't have a cell they phone, so they don't have to do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. So yeah, he asked me out in seventh grade, and it was a solid no, but he persevered. He kept going strong. We both ended up going to USC together. We were great friends. Hung out a lot, and you know, the next time he asked me out, I did say yes. She she eventually said yes. yes. So maybe the title of this podcast should be Perseverance. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it definitely worked in your favor. Yeah, for sure. So high school, middle school, plenty sports or anything like that. Yes. Yeah, so sports was my thing. That was my outlet. I was good at it. So that really was just kind of where I put a lot of my focus. I was also pretty good at school in some honor classes. Again, Evan was right there with me. Uh, I'm not kidding you guys. We literally had every class together at one point. But yeah, so sports, I was a huge fan. I did volleyball, track, lacrosse, definitely took over. And I actually played in college as well. And I still ref girls high school lacrosse to stay stay up with it. But those girls, I'll tell you what, no one is as fast as a 15-year-old girl on the field. So I believe I've seen y'all running around out there. (laughs) They keep me young for sure. Absolutely. All right. So we've covered most of your your school history, but things weren't always, you know, rosy. Yeah. So what really was my defining moment that really kind of, I don't want to say altered my path. But basically that one, I think everyone has that one moment that really just kind of defines who you are and who you choose to become in life. And my moment came when I was in the eighth grade. And I'm going to really dive into kind of what happened. And I just want to let you guys know if there's any triggers out there that I am going to be touching on physical abuse, mental abuse, things of that nature, child abuse. So just wanted to prepare you guys for what is to come. So when I was in the eighth grade, it was the last day of school and we were really at the end of it. Like we were getting ready to go home and it was summertime and we were ready to go. And then out of nowhere, a resource officer comes into the classroom, asked me to come with them and didn't give me much detail. And I'm not a I was never like a really like get in trouble kind of kid. So I was like, what's going on? Like it was very out of left field. So I go with the officer and we go into a room and they sit me down and they tell me that they will be taking me to a group home. You know, I'm 12, 13 years old and I just like, and just shocked. I don't understand where this is coming from. And they don't give me much detail, but they tell me it's time to go. And I just remember holding on to that chair for dear life, telling them I didn't want to go. I was confused. I was hurt. There was tears. And and there just wasn't much time to really to take it all in. Like it just was so many emotions. So just to backtrack from that. Yeah. So tell them a little bit more, because obviously I know your story. So, you know, just tell everybody a little bit what was going on and kind of what led up to that. You know, whatever you want to share. Obviously, you can you can leave things out or include things, however you feel comfortable. For sure. So I actually don't know my real father. 
And I did have a stepdad growing up and he was mentally and physically abusive. He, if we didn't do something to his liking, I just remember distinctly him, me not loading the dishwasher correctly and him grabbing me by the throat and throwing me against the wall. And at this time, I'm maybe 10 years old. And it was just one of those things that I thought was normal. And I I don't think a kid should ever have to feel like that's normal, but that's just how much we went through that something like that just was like, well, I should have done it better. Like, this is what I deserved. And, And this was just a little glimpse into what a day in the life was like. So for me, I thought this was normal. I thought, you know, everyone's family, this this is just what we all go through. Turns out that's not the case. And DSS came in to put a stop to it. And there were some other things going on as well. But that to me was, you know, them coming in and saving me and my sister from these things that we should never have been exposed to in the first place. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, you didn't really know that things should be any different until somebody came in and said that this wasn't appropriate. So at that point, that's, I guess, when you realized, okay, something's wrong here. And actually, I didn't even realize at that moment, you know, I went to a group home and we all had similar stories and I still was just so confused. And I love my mom and I just didn't understand and I didn't want to be taken from her. And there was just, it took me a long time to really process that, you know, this wasn't normal behavior. This isn't how families act, even as far as not even just the physical abuse, but the mental, the the verbal, all those things like that takes a toll on a person. And for years, I watched my stepdad verbally abuse my mom. And, you know, that's so hard. That's just as hard as it coming at you to see someone you love be treated that way. For sure. For sure. You know, and I will say as, as somebody on the outside looking in, I mean, no one ever knew that this was going on for sure, because obviously I knew you starting at the seventh grade through high school and through college. And it wasn't until much later that you told me what had happened and everything. And I think you, you did a great job carrying it throughout school. And one of the things is too, I mean, you were playing sports, you're doing, you're doing well in academics for somebody that's, that was carrying all of that. That was pretty impressive that you were able to accomplish all that despite, you know, what was going on in the background. Yeah, I think for me, I've always been that person that didn't want to make my problems somebody else's problems. And I think a lot of that actually, I, I dealt with a lot of that as I was older because I didn't unpack it when I was younger. I didn't share as much. Sometimes I would just kind of laugh about it was kind of my way to to kind of deal with it. But it wasn't till much later that kind of addressed what was going on. Even in high school, I did deal with an eating disorder. And part of it was just me just feeling so out of control as far as like what was happening to me or what had happened to me. But on a, on a brighter note, I was actually very blessed to be taken in by my best friend and her family. And they are now my family. And I'm so thankful for them each and every day. And they did give me that sense of normalcy. And they never pushed me in the beginning whether I wanted to go home or stay, but they ultimately gave me at least an idea of what normal, you know, looked like and how we talk to 
those around us, how we treat those around us. They showed me how important that was and just really showed me love on another level. And and I'd want to be very clear. I never felt like my mom didn't love me. We do have a relationship now. I don't ever want her to feel like I didn't feel loved by her. You know, we definitely had a rocky relationship at first, but, you know, diving into those things that I never did as a kid really helped me to learn how to love others, love myself, how to trust, and most importantly, how to forgive. You know, and and I think for the same way that I was looking in on the outside, you know, when you were growing up and stuff, I think a lot of people are probably doing that the same now because they see you now and and they see somebody that's successful. But, you know, I think it was a lot of the stuff that was going on when you were growing up that kind of maybe even put like a cornerstone to where you are now and and the strength that you show and everything because... Um, you know, people just see you now and they're like, oh, she's got, yeah. she's got a maid. I mean, yeah. a hunk of a husband. No, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. That's what they all just, say. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but for real, um, a lot of people, um, once I dive into any part of my past, they are very shocked to hear that that's kind of like what my childhood was like. And it wasn't always bad. I want to point that out. I have an amazing sister who definitely made growing up fun. And it's just one of those things that once I tell somebody, once they get past that initial shock, they want to know more. They want to know what drove me to go down the path that I went down. Because statistically speaking, those who go into a group home are more likely to not graduate even high school. They're two times more likely to be incarcerated. And I think part, there was a part of me at one point that was like, oh, if I do something bad or if I get in trouble, I can just blame it on the way I was, I can just blame yeah, it on my past. For sure. And and so many people think like that. Um, it becomes a crutch, I think, for some does. people because, yeah. You're you like, know, I'm just podcast. supposed to turn out this way. Right. But, but in reality, I've thought that for a very short amount of time. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to turn out that way. I don't want my future kids to live the life that, you know, that abuse that I had to go through. I don't want them to, you know, deal with the things that I had to face. I want to give them a better life. And I, most importantly, it boils down to, I want to give myself a better life. I For want sure. to show people that you don't have to be those statistics, that you can turn these moments into good. Because I truly feel like everyone has a moment, has a struggle that truly can make or break them. And for me, I... It made me, it made me who I am. Again, it made me more compassionate. It it gave me this drive, this hunger to help others, not only in my situation, but all situations and to look deeper into the root of why we act certain ways, you know, why we binge eat, why we have eating disorders, why we have depression, things like that. Go ahead and tackle those because those are going to be what ultimately helps us have a healthy lifestyle. And I'm not talking about just appearance. I'm talking about, you know, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, all of that comes together. And, and it's truly, that's, you know, the real reason why we are naming this podcast Redefine Beautiful, because we want everyone to understand that no matter what your past was like, 
there is beauty in that and you are beautiful. And I don't care if you're at a point in your life right now that you are just uncomfortable in the skin that you're in. My goal is to get you to love the person you are now while you work toward the person you want to be in the future. For sure. And I think, you know, a side note here, one day you came to me and you said that you wanted to be a personal trainer. And I was like, gosh, why does she want to do that? And I was like, a personal trainer, you know, there's tons of them. And, you know, now looking back, it makes perfect sense because you're in a position now where you're helping people. And with anything fitness and health, it's not just related to, I think, your your physical health. Like oh, you, for sure. You know, and that's what I want people to get yeah. out of thinking about when they think about getting physically healthy, you can't truly be your best self if you don't tackle the mental side of things, if you don't tackle the things that have happened in your past and those barriers that you have to try to go forward your future. If your journey is all about losing weight, you've missed the big picture. You've missed making this a lifestyle because you're never going to be fully committed if all areas aren't leading, you know, in the same direction. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things too is like you said before, you can definitely, your past can be like a crutch and you can use that and, and rely on that anytime you make a mistake. You know, I think with what you overcame, it just made your story that much more impressive. I mean, even going to college and think you were one of the first. Many didn't even graduate high school. So to go on to college and get a dual degree in criminal justice and psychology was a big deal. And that's like a huge accomplishment for me. And that was one of those things that I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the one to say I was the first one. So there's something about that that's just so powerful. Well, and that's another thing kind of talking on that, too, is that with your degree in psychology at the time, I was like, you know, she's going into a totally different career path, like switching up, doing stuff in the health space. But now looking back, I think you honestly couldn't have picked a better major going into psychology because now you use that nonstop. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be able to use both on a daily basis. My major goal is to help people. I want to change lives. I I feel like I truly was given so much, even though so much was taken from me when I was younger. I I don't want to say I was necessarily given a second chance, but I I I had two ways I could go. Yeah, and you sure. know I I obviously picked the right route, and you know I just want to be able to help others do the same, to lead them to pick that route, to do better, to be better, to put forth the effort because these things aren't given. No matter what you you went through, you still have to earn the things along the way. You have to, you know, try. It's just not something that's going to happen overnight. So I love that I'm able to use my psychology degree and really just take it to another level. Again, the mindset of a fitness journey is the game changer. Yeah. So and maybe go into that a little bit too. Like, so how did you even get into fitness? Like, I, you know, I, I kind of vaguely remember, I remember you like starting to work out and yeah. then you worked out a lot more and then <laughs> a lot more than I did. Well, and yes. then all of a sudden you're working out like five times yeah. a, a week. And I was just like, wow, that's, I mean, impressive. So yeah, we started this uh, churchwide study in the book Transformed by Rick Warren. And in that book, it talks about seven areas that you, you know, give to God and to kind of have that complete relationship. And I was going through and I was checking off and I was like, oh, I got this. I'm doing good. And then it came to physical health. And I was like, oh, 
okay. That's part of this. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, I got to do that too. Um, but the book did a really good job of kind of breaking down what physical health is. More, not just saying like you need to go exercise and eat right. It was more of, you know, our bodies are borrowed and we need to give them back to God in the best physical shape possible. And that just really hit home. And I was like, you know what? I need to work on this. This is my area. This is what I need to work on. And it's so funny because that was something that God brought to my heart and look where it brought me. Like it, it was literally a domino effect. And I hired a personal trainer and I went through the journey. I was on my journey. And through that journey, I just learned to love myself in every single moment. And and it's it's one of those things that sounds so cliche, but I truly feel like the first time in my life was like, I love the way I look, the way I feel. And I wasn't even at the point that I was trying to reach. Like I wasn't at my my physical goal, but I was loving myself the whole way through. And it was something that I got to share. You know, my daughter was watching me through this and and she still loves like getting into workouts and stuff with me. But, you know, she got to see me love myself. She's got to see me say nice things about myself instead of the old me that would break my break me down and pick apart everything that I thought was imperfect. In reality, there's so much about what our bodies can do for us. And we just take that for granted. And we just focus on the scale and, and how we look in the mirror. And it's like, that is just not who we are. That's not what we're about. There's so much more to us than what that mirror reflects. And there's so many people out there that wish that they had our figures, that they had that number that's on the scale. And we're all always trying to reach for that ideal physique. But if you can't, again, get that mental side down, if you can't start loving yourself while you're working on that, then you're never going to get there because this isn't going to become a lifestyle for you. For sure. And I think this is a stark contrast to kind of, you know, like you touched on before, I mean, you you definitely faced an eating disorder at an early age, but now you have a much different relationship with food. So for I, mean, sure. I think it's just, you know, that was huge for you because you went from not working out to working out. And I saw a major change in your attitude oh, yeah. or I mean, just everything about you. I mean, a lot more energy. That's yes. For sure. <laughs> energy was first and foremost, but yeah. I was an overall happier person. For sure. Like I, I felt more like myself once I started that journey than I had in years. You know, um, at the time, Ella was probably three. So I'd already had a child and I went through the postpartum and all that stuff. And and it was, it's one of those things that can linger if you don't address it. And I started this journey and it, it really just transformed me literally all around inside and out. And that was that feeling of going from not being happy with myself to loving myself, even when I wasn't quote unquote perfect, I wanted to give that feeling to as many people as possible because it's so freeing. It just, it, it is a mood booster. You get so much energy from it and, and you're just overall a happier person. For sure. I guess I never should have doubted you looking back, but well, not that I <laughs> never doubted doubt you. Me. <laughs> yeah, not that I doubted you. I guess I shouldn't say that because I didn't doubt you per se. I just was like me being an accountant and all that stuff. I'm like, gosh, she's going into like the most saturated market ever. Yeah. And, but, you know, you figured out a way. I mean, I think it's just in, in kind of what you represent that shows. And, you know, I think that's why this this podcast is such a great idea to For just sure. kind of 
people can learn a little bit more about your story. You know, they, they know about your passion and things like that, but yeah. they don't necessarily know where that passion comes yeah, from. Yeah, this kind of gives them that backstory and probably sure. can help them relate on some level. Now, their story might not be exactly like mine, but everyone has a story. Everyone has yeah. a moment. Um, everyone has struggles. And just knowing that you can relate to somebody that's, you know, been there to some degree or another, it, I mean, it does help. It does. It gives you that connection. And again, my goal is to help people. That's always been my goal. And one of the main reasons for the name Redefine Beautiful is we want to tackle the way women feel about themselves and and kind of break down that that cookie cutter definition of what beautiful is because I think we're all so unique and we all have so much beauty to bring and light to give to others that we just have to find that within ourselves and and it's just game changing so that that's really kind of you know the premise behind the name and I, I mean we're, we're making a movement here we're we're changing right. we're changing lives that's exactly right. Not 100% agree because, you know, you've, you've told me about things people have conveyed to you in terms of their journey and things like that. And I mean, it's it's cool to see that, you know, I don't get that working with numbers, but yeah, you know, the numbers don't talk back, do they? <laughs> numbers, but, you know, I get to play with my cameras and stuff like that. So that's on a, a different token for sure. I think it is crazy, like to put all this in one podcast and hear where you are now. So where are you now, Faith? So what's going on? What's, what's your life yeah. like now? <laughs> um, so ultimately, um, some big takeaways for me. Uh, we have been married for six years now. Hoot, hoot. That's right. <laughs> um, we have two beautiful daughters. They are our world. They are just awesome. They're so. sassy, but <laughs> definitely our world. <laughs> they get it honestly. I can't. I can't even lie. Yeah. Um. But they are so precious. We love them. Then I have also. I am in year five of uh, my company, Simply Fit. Um. I did start out as a personal trainer. I have added on nutrition specialist, pre and postnatal certified because that is also another area that's super important to me. And Simply Fit in the past five years has really changed so much. And I've been able to help so many women on this journey. And I feel like this podcast is really just going to take that to the next level with that mindset aspect of it. So yeah, we're doing a lot of things. I'm on, you know, YouTube. I'm on Instagram. Yeah, you're doing it all right my, now. Our hands are in so many pots, but my heart couldn't be more full. Thanks for having me on the show, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me. I, I think we laugh about it, but people love our commentary. So it's nice not just talking to myself. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of things that I didn't realize I'd be doing, yeah. but that's okay. I told you we were going to... That's gonna what I signed up for, Mary <laughs> and you, I guess. Exactly. I told you we were going to pull you from behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm going to need you to still cover behind the scenes. I'm normally on <laughs> the other side. <laughs> but, but we're going to keep you on this side. We like you here. And I feel okay. like you've, you've learned a lot about... Um, the ins and outs of fitness too. So I think you're going to have a lot of insight to bring to everyone listening. I just need to learn how to remember to work out. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you guys want to continue this conversation, you can head over to lifting.faith on Instagram. I'd love to hear your guys' stories, any questions you might have, or just anything you guys want to chit chat about. I'm happy to see you guys over there. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It means the world to me. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, who also happens to be my husband, Evan, 
for making this podcast possible. If you're ready to kickstart your own fitness journey, be sure to head over to www.redefinebeautifulpodcast.com to sign up for one of my free programs. Until next time, stay beautiful.